And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Friday, September 1st. I know it's the beginning of a long weekend. So few of you are working. I hope you're not. I hope you're taking some well-deserved time off. And uh, because I don't feel like laboring so much as this Labor Day weekend is coming up, we are putting a whole bunch of shows in the can. And I'm recording this not so much late in August, but in early August. So here I am recording for you. So you have fresh content to listen to every single day. If you've got a financial question, just go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Of course, check out all the great stuff that lives on the website. You won't miss a thing if you are just bookmarking it and checking back from time to time. Right now, let's get to an email. This is from Robert, who writes, My employer offered a separation package where I will receive a lump sum of approximately $125,000 after a tax withholding of about 22%. I currently have $8,500 a month in expenses. That's going to go down to $6,000 after I leave the company at the end of the month. I've moved my 401k to IRAs that my financial advisor suggested. Um, This is about $200,000. He's now advising me to place $125,000 into a mutual fund and draw from that for our living expenses, along with $3,500 in Social Security income and my spouse's $1,000 monthly social security check. Would it be better to deposit the 125 grand in a savings account with Marcus, that's owned by Goldman Sachs, at 5.1% and Vanguard and their cash account of 4.5% 
just don't like the fees and commissions being charged by this brokerage firm. And um, they're not fiduciaries. <sighs> Listen to this last part, Mark. I also have to make a decision on a $485,000 pension plan and need to move it before September of 23 or face a reduction because of interest rate increases by the Fed. You know what you need, Robert? I think you need a fee-only financial advisor to do an evaluation of you, like fast. So I wouldn't do anything. I would not put new money in with this broker. What I would do is hire somebody, maybe go to the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors, NAPFA, N-A-P-F-A dot org. And I would have somebody run for a flat fee an analysis of your retirement planning. And in that analysis, they're going to tell you about what to do with the pension plan, what's the best way to manage your expenses. You know, I don't know whether you've claimed, you probably haven't claimed, I don't know, maybe you have claimed Social Security. It's like, I don't know if you're about to or you haven't done that yet. I'd love to have more details. I'd like someone really banging on these numbers before you make any big decision, especially with that pension. I think that pension could be the key. You may not need to do anything with that lump sum of money, uh, that 125 grand. Okay, Tanya says uh, that she and her husband moved to the United States from Canada 10 years ago, and they just recently received their permanent resident cards. Listen to this. I have not been allowed to work since we moved here, but I just recently received a social security number. Although my husband has excellent credit, our banker suggested I obtain a secured credit card to start building my own credit. I've been doing some research. I really only trust your advice. I've watched you for years. Is there a secured credit card you would recommend? I wouldn't be putting down a lot. 500 bucks. I just use it for small purchases. Much appreciate your thoughts, input advice. You know what, Tanya? It's interesting. Even though your husband does have good credit, it isn't your own record. And so I think building a credit uh, record is very important for everybody, okay? Capital One, I know, has had one for years. And I think Visa has one. So maybe check those out. Um, I wouldn't go crazy. I think it's it's not, it's really is a good thing to use these cards as a way of building your credit score. And I think that that's important in terms of how you view your own um, financial life, that we each of us has a credit score based on our own social security number. So now we're starting over a little bit for you, Tanya. So go ahead and do it and uh, give those a give those a try. Let us know how things turn out. Okay. Looks like the top rated ones are, like you said, Capital One and Discover. Oh, Discover. That's right. I forgot about Discover. So give those a whirl. Okay. Carlos writes, I've heard one television financial professional suggest that you should have two years of expenses saved in a cash account when you retire, so you're not withdrawing money in a down market. I hope this Carlos is not talking about Jill Schlesinger on CBS News. I've been known to say that. If you're required to take required minimum distributions anyway, and the majority of your retirement income will come from a pension and Social Security, is it really necessary to have that much as a cash reserve? Probably not. You know, maybe a year. I wouldn't have a year, maybe. And that would be it. I'd love to hear more about you because if your income, your pension and your social security is going to cover your expenses anyway, then um, maybe you should be taking some of those RMDs and using that and sort of a little bit at a time paying tax on it. And then 
be able to take that money and use that as part of your emergency reserves. So that would be something to consider so you can reduce RMDs later. Okay, last but not least, this is from Mary, who says, I'm a regular listener. I appreciate your insight on strategy, preparing for retirement. I could use a second set of eyes and a big picture approach to my next steps. Okay. We have been through a life and financial upheaval during COVID, including moving to a warmer climate and changing jobs with some periods of un and underemployment and now retirement for one of us. Once we resolve our debt, my thought was to build an emergency reserve fund and then start a brokerage account. Should the emergency fund be in a particular type of savings account? The emergency reserve fund can be held anywhere. It can be held in a CD, a short-term CD, in a savings account, in a, uh, in a money market account, wherever you can get the best deal. All right, so that I would do. Next question. Should I cancel term life insurance policies? My husband has a motorcycle, so his risk is high. Oh, God. Wife is breadwinner, so income replacement is important. You should use an insurance calculator um, and to see whether you really need life insurance. I don't know how, go- how, how old you are and what other money you have, but maybe it makes sense while you're still funding things about, you know, maybe building your emergency reserve. And as long as this life insurance isn't too expensive, you keep it in place. But uh, if it's some bulky, old, permanent life insurance policy that has some cash value, maybe I would make a different decision. Okay, so he's 67, she's 56. Mm, she carries all the family health insurance. Um, there's there's a two whole life policies that are in place. There's then a, a universal life, and there's some terms. I mean, you can keep the term policies if you want. I wouldn't. I don't think you probably need any of these whole life policies, and I would probably cash them out and uh, get the moolah ASAP. So listen, you ask a lot of questions about annuities, you have annuities, you've income, all these things. First of all, I want to encourage you to come on the air. So that's number one. Number two, all these retirement accounts need to be consolidated so that you can better manage them. Number three, you mentioned debt, but I don't see it anywhere in this list of stuff you have. So what I think is you ought to be considering how you're going to pay down your debt. It looks like you have some assets. Let's use the assets and pay down your debt. You know, that's the that's a very easy thing to do. I'm not so sure. I mean, you have a, a long term care and a whole life hybrid policy for for uh, life insurance. That seems to be fine. But you seem to have a lot of assets here. So I'm not sure why we need so much more life insurance, despite the fact your husband rides a motorcycle and, you know, high risk. I need to know a lot more about the debt, where you are, what's going on with the house. And we actually need you to consolidate all these accounts because there's stuff all over the place. It's impossible to manage these things, gang, when you have 17 different accounts. It really is. I think it's hard when people have stuff all over the place, Mark. It does feel like it's a little scattershot. So I'm going to encourage people as much as possible to, if you're asking us about debt, don't forget to tell us how much debt you have. If you're going to give us a list of your assets, tell us what like your house is worth and is there an actual mortgage on that house. But if you have all these disparate accounts floating around, consolidating them can really give you a lot more power. It will make you feel so much more in control. If you need help with that, give us a holler. Just go to the website, jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. It's Friday. I love to do my business on Friday. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. 
Mark Talercio is our executive producer, and Webb King, and we're distributed by the fine folks at Cadence 13. Do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.